right, everybody, talk about it outdoors live in the Wilson studio, episode 34. We got a star-studded pack coming all the way to us from the great state of Ohio. The Full Draw Assassins are in the house with us. Kyle, Derek, and Kenny are going to tell us what all they got going on, and we cannot wait to get them on and talk about it. In the real world, guess what day it is, Nick? Opening day of turkey season. That's right, man. It is the countdown over to the fly down, as Big Cuz is saying. I didn't see no big pictures come in from you, though. What happened? I you know didn't you see and, none my way, man. You and Terry went, a, though. It was a brisk 39 <laughs> degrees with about a steady 10 to 12 mile an hour wind. Man, that's a rough opening day. It's a rough opening day hunting a clear cut. Not, not completely clear, but yes, it was a tough, but... When, hey, when so, you woke up this morning, though, was the matter. excitement? You were going didn't regardless. Matter. If it was falling a flood, raining, you're still going to ride From out. The last there. episode that we had didn't matter. Yeah, that KT team really fired it up for me. I actually, I got up this morning went coyote hunting. I didn't care anything about going turkey hunting, but just talking to to uh, Jason and those guys. I just wanted to go do something this morning and be thankful to be able to do it. So, Cody, back in the studio. Back You've had at a full it. day. Hey, excited is an understatement today. Woke up. Was in the woods. How was the camera? Yeah, I know it's the first day you've really got to run it and got to use it. So how did that go for you? It's uh it's a change of pace. I had to it's a lot more to carry, a lot more to I was by myself this morning, so having to deal with all that and everything else I had to take was a lot, but it's it's a lot of fun. I I like uh I like playing with it for sure. It was a lot easier this afternoon. Uh Brady went with me and he was able to lighten the load for me a little bit so. well nick actually put together a video that you didn't get to see yet but he did a video all on his phone with a selfie stick today and it is great it is an awesome <laughs> video i was i was impressed with that he was carrying it around just like he'd been doing it his whole life i've rubbed off on him i guess getting hey. more and more comfortable in front of that camera might well, even have a name for the video footage. Oh, oh watch out now <laughs> god he can't drop that yet well listen i ain't gonna drag this out anymore i'm gonna get right into it welcome to the show the full draw assassins kyle lewis Derek kenny good to have you guys on i'm glad y'all took the time out of your day i know you've been scouting and i appreciate y'all coming on and being with us yeah couldn't be happier to be on here so tell me a little bit about where you guys are and uh i guess you don't even want to go into all the details about where y'all got started at or who got it up or who you know kind of kicked this thing off but just tell me a little bit about where you guys are at right now uh, well, we're pretty well in full swing of everything, uh, trying to get a lot coming together. And uh, we got a, us three on here, and uh, there's a lot in the works. Uh, we just got a new logo. Uh, we're trying to get some new gear out, uh, scouting hard. We really want to get a lot more deer on the ground next year, trying to blow up that YouTube channel, growing the Instagram, and really trying to see where things can go with how things are going right now we're happy with but uh we're really hungry and want to take things to the next level so Derek, you're the i guess you're kind of the proprietor or the starter of this whole full draw assassin thing correct yeah yeah it was all on me and then these two brothers came along so yeah, and so when you kicked it off, I want you to tell that uh, story. You had never met Kyle until you guys went up to Illinois to do the Working Class podcast, right? Yeah, so it was it was me and Kenny. Uh, me and Kenny hunted, um, I don't know, about two years, maybe two years, one year. And then uh, I was like, hey, man, I was like, we'll start filming hunts and stuff. And I know if you guys listen to Working Class and other stuff, we, we talk about it a lot. So you guys know that story. But we got together, we started filming hunts and stuff, and then, 
me and him started like he was staying away for work. He, we weren't able to be with each other all the time. So it was like we really wanted to bring another guy on. And we didn't just want to bring anybody. Um, we didn't want to just get a field staff or anything. We wanted to have a third guy that's like equal parts with us and actually a real team member and can actually help us out. So, And then me and Kyle talked through social media a lot. You know, I liked the stuff he was putting out on his personal page. He said, he's a hell of a photographer. Um, he dives into a little bit of video, but he's, he's really talented what he could do with a camera and what he could do with a bow. He, he's an absolute killer. And um, we met and we talked and I, uh, I threw the invite out to him. I said, Hey man, I said in about a couple of months, we're going to be wanting to bring a guy on and you're, you're my number one guy, man. I seen him with a turkey on his shoulder, a cigar in his mouth and a bush light in his hand. I was like, Oh, this guy's for us. So yeah, so we brought him on and he, he was kind of hesitant at first. He thought I was just using him for his content, but now he's sitting here sleeping on my damn couch this weekend. <laughs> oh, he kind of t- oh. thought he's like, man, this guy's taking advantage of me because I'm so good at what I do. And now, <laughs> now he may be the uh, the youngest of the group, but it sounds like to me he's carrying a lot of the load for you guys over there. Is that right, uh, Kyle? Yeah, he, yeah, he's been doing good, man. He's, he's he's an absolute killer. But you know, we're learning a lot from him. I'm definitely learning a lot from him. Like where I was hunting out by Philadelphia, you know, it was the pickings were hard. We had a little piece of private land. All the public around us was completely shot out. So I'm diving really hard into public land, and that's why one of the reasons he was here this weekend is he was walking some of the pieces that I scouted myself, and he was giving me some advice and what he would do and where to set up. So he's more than just photographer and stuff, man. He's really been helping out on the other side of actually getting on some big deer now that I'm living in a quote-unquote typical big deer state. So he's actually helped me hunt these deer. Yeah, so take me over to Philly. You know, I, I don't know anything about Philadelphia. I, you know, I've never been there myself, but what is the deer hunting like there? I mean, it, it seems to be pretty challenging. Um, This is Ken, by the way. I mean, the Philly challenging hunt hard because most of it's private and it's all locked down. Gotcha. It's very liberal out there. Nobody wants to let you hunt it. But there's rumors and myths about big deer being shot in some people's backyards, and I've seen pictures – with, uh, you know, the older guys that I work with that know people. And the rumors are true. There are beer, big deer over our side of the state. It's just no way to get them whatsoever. So it's kind of like Georgia. I mean, here in the area we live in, it's it's pretty slim pickings as far as private goes. Most of it's locked up with leases or it's got, you know, a hunter on it already. And the pro- public ground that you're able to get on, it's pretty much hammered out, and we get in and we get to able to hunt it, and we do pretty good at it. But you got to be willing to put your boots on the ground and really move to get in there and get with them. Yeah, and that's and that's a challenge in Eastern PA because most of, I mean, especially around the Philly area, it's the parcels are not big that where you can hunt that is public, and if you do manage to get in there, it's been hammered for the last, I don't know, fifteen twenty years. It's just there's just no game on these on these lands anymore. So it's, it's a big challenge, and then. I don't know how Georgia is. Is it pretty rural where you're at? Uh, yeah, for the most part, except inside the perimeter. This is Nick. Um, like when you, once you once you get around Atlanta, it's you know once you see Seek One guys, and you know they're they're hunting in downtown Atlanta. But outside mm-hmm. outside of that, you know, is pretty much anywhere you want to go. And we have a lot of management area now. After listening to several podcasts, not just the ones you guys have been on. But other podcasts where they talk about Pennsylvania being a very hard state to hunt. It it really. Almost every time I hear it, it, makes me think of Georgia. Just very hard to hunt. People don't realize that, you know, you take a 110-inch deer. I'm talking coming from Midwest. You take a 110 or 20-inch deer, you're doing something in Georgia. Yep. You know, don't let those 
those other video people fool you that there's big deer in Georgia running around like that everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, T-bone. Yeah, like, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, take T-bone. He shot, what, three this year? All all studs? Yeah, yeah. he shot two in Georgia. I mean, yeah. I yeah, don't, let, yeah, don't let that fool you. But but T Bone's yeah. managing a piece of ground yeah. that he owns, and he and he's able to you know mitigate what gets shot there. He's able to to take care of that property, and he's able to grow those big deer. And hats off to T Bone, he's been, yeah. he came from nothing just like we did. I mean, he's he's a just oh, a absolutely. rural country guy that that you know went out there and got him a piece of property and started managing it. And you can do that here, but that's not the typical. Not when we. Yeah, I, I listened to that episode. He's been putting the work in that property for a year, so if it takes. I don't know how long it took him took him to take shoot those deer, but it wasn't just one season; it was multiple seasons of all that kind of work. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's what we're getting at. You know, kind of the similarities between here and what's in PA. It may be you know typical for a guy to be able to go and hunt on a piece of private ground and manage it and make it into a big buck mecca in that state, just like it is here. But it's not common. No, we have three months, probably maybe short of three months, hard rifle season. Yeah. I mean, constant going. We don't have no breaks whatsoever. Yeah. Rifle season opens the, it opens third, the week third week in October. Third week in October and, and ends like the second week wow. in January. Third week of October. Yeah. That's, and, that's, yeah. So there's, a, there's that, a lot of pressure out there. Yeah, PA is like that. You have, what, almost 700,000 registered state hunters in there. And once the Saturday over after – Turkey Turkey Day opens up Thanksgiving. It's just everybody's in the woods, them and their brothers and their cousins, and just hitting it hard. That's right. That's it right. gets decimated. Now, Kenny and Derek, you guys both grew up in Ohio, correct? I yeah. mean, uh, Pennsylvania. I'm sorry. And then Derek, you moved to Kyle. Ohio. Yeah, yeah. And Kyle lives in Ohio, correct? No, Kyle is in Indiana. It's just Derek again. Uh, yeah, Kyle is in Indiana. So it's actually funny that Kenny's here this weekend because. A year ago, yesterday, me and Kenny were – I was still living in the Philadelphia area. We we said, hey, we're sick and tired of hunting this side of the state. Let's, if we're going to go out west anywhere, instead of staying in Pennsylvania, let's hop over the border, go into Ohio, and scout it. And we did that a year ago today. And after being out there and scouting, I said, I said hey, I'm moving out to Ohio. I'm, I'm moving here. I love it out here. I love the public land. There's public land everywhere. And we're sitting here in my house in Ohio a year later. So it's it's – Freaking bittersweet that he's here. I miss him to death that's, every day. That's, that's unreal, man. Awesome. That's unreal for you just to pack up and move like that. And, and I'm assuming you're married, correct? No, I'm engaged. Okay, so that was she came from PA too, right? Yeah, she she she's following me. She, she knows the dream I have and what I'm trying to pursue, and uh, she's on board for it. So she's she's unbelievable. That's awesome. She's as ride or die. Is that what you said back there? That's what Kyle said, yeah. He just made these boys dinner, so we're all stuffed up. What about Kyle? Is he is he is he married yet? Kyle oh Kyle ain't married yet. <laughs> One step at a time. That's right, man. Get you get you hey, listen, get your deer hunting out of the way now, or find you a good woman like your brother there, Derek has, that'll put up with deer hunting. Don't be settling for pretty girls if don't like deer hunting or you'll never do it again. Hey. You're right. I'm I'm working on it. I'm trying my hardest, trying to find me a good one. Hey, enough enough dad advice, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm not dad advising him. I'm just giving him like kind of big brother advice here. I'm not going. Okay. I ain't going to sit here the whole time and berate him because he doesn't know who the the his top three hunting heroes are. Of all time. <laughs> I'm not going to beat him up for that. I, I'm not going to spend 15 minutes trying to figure out if he knows who Bill Jordan is or not. 
Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> so you told a story that I heard, uh, Kyle, that, that kind of intrigued me a little bit, and I, I'm assuming it goes back to your hunting roots with your dad in Indiana. You you shot your first deer with a 12-gauge, right, shotgun? Uh, 20-gauge. 20-gauge. So you guys are only allowed to hunt with shotguns in Indiana, or can you use rifles? Um, the it past few years, I'd say probably four Five years ago, they brought in, you could use like uh, 44 and maybe some other uh, caliber, but now it, uh, like two, three years ago, it is high-powered rifle. Oh, wow. So y'all went so, straight wall for a while with the, the uh, 44 mag, 450 Bushmaster, 4570, et cetera, and then now y'all can use high power? Uh, Yeah. Yep. Uh, so the 450, that just got brought into it with the high-powered rifles, I think is how that's considered. Uh, I don't dig super deep and all that. I'm still a 44 type of guy. My dad got me one for Christmas when I was in middle school and that's my deer hunting gun. Like, you know, I have other guns, but if it works, it works. Don't fix something that's not broken. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. You told that story about your, your dad calling you at school and, uh, that, that was pretty neat. Um, you, you, you killed your first deer at what age? Um, I think I was in sixth grade, so I was 12. Yeah, that's awesome. So you took that deer and you, you didn't even get to see it, did you? Tell that story for everybody out there that uh, hadn't heard it already. I'm, I'm sitting here talking because I already know the story. Why don't you tell it? All right. Well, I guess I'll start with the season. Uh, you know, I'm in sixth grade. I'm able to shoot a gun. My dad took me out. I can hit the target. Uh, we sat and shot and shot. It kept kicking me back, but, uh, I was hitting where I needed to be, so I was ready to be in the woods, and uh, he kept taking me out, different spots, wouldn't get a deer close enough. Uh, I mean, we were hoping for a buck, but really, I mean, it was first deer, it was whatever stepped out there, and uh, I'd sit and freeze out there, and I'd be sleeping in a sleeping bag, and I'd go to sleep because I was too cold or whatever, and I just toughed it out, and finally, uh, my uncle's old property, uh, we were sitting up on this ridge and all of a sudden a deer walks out just before dark and uh, thought it was a doe, but it was a button bucket. He was about 40 yards out and I just had a little bead on the end of my 20 gauge old 70s model and uh, I laid it up on him and pulled the trigger, knocked me back in my seat. Ears were ringing. There was a little bit of smoke in the air and it was kind of like a little hectic. I was a little out of it. And my dad's like, you hit him, you hit him. We walked over there and found some blood. And my dad's like, all right, we need to back out. It's getting late. We don't want to push him. Obviously, looking back now, my dad probably didn't think I hit him too well. And so he just wanted to back out with it getting late and didn't want to lose the deer. And so he said he'd go look for him the next day. I was at school. Uh, He called the office and... uh, he called the office, and I uh, ended up hearing that he found the deer. He uh, got a picture sent over, and I was ecstatic. And I never got to see that deer, but, I mean, I sure felt like I did because I knew all the work that I put into it. And I mean, I was a little upset I didn't get to see it, but he said the coyotes had gotten to it, and I think it had gotten a little hot, and it was just tore up. But he said it was a button buck, so I was pretty happy about that. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. I I know you, a lot of people don't, you know, I guess grasp of, with the technology changes and you're, you're, you're a guy that's at the age that's kind of came through it when 
we didn't have cell phones at school. Most kids today, even in, in elementary school, they've got a cell phone and they could have got a picture sent to them. And we didn't get that luxury. I don't think I had a cell phone until I was, oh, I know I didn't until I was 17. I was driving for a year before I ever got a phone. 16 year old. I got mine. So it's pretty neat for them to call the office and say, Hey, we got a, you know, we got a deer down here. We need to tell this young man about it. So that's pretty, that's pretty neat. Oh yeah. No, those were the good old days for sure. That 44, that ain't a Ruger carbine, is it? Uh, no, I think it's a, a Scout. Okay. Uh, CV, CVR or CVA. Okay. That's what I started hunting with for years. 44 mag Ruger carbine. Laying them down. Derek, what made you decide on Ohio over Indiana or Illinois or Iowa or something like that? Well, I didn't want to be a... You know, I still love my family back home. I didn't. I, I didn't want to be too far. That'd be the dream. I'd love to move to Illinois. That'd be incredible. I just wanted to be in at least a day's driving distance of home. It's where I'm about six hours from from my mom and dad, and you know Kenny and stuff. So I got a little sister back home, and like to be able to go home if I needed to. But yeah, the, the move. The, the goal is, man. Honestly, we're, we're me and her aren't tied down anywhere. We like it here. Um, but we just want to keep moving west as as we get older and stuff. You know, we'll we'll make it work however we can i know kenny's thinking about doing the same thing and just you know we think about it like this you know we're young we don't have children yet we we the the road's open we can go anywhere we want man we're going to chase deer wherever they are i can hunt ohio as long as they want and then i could branch out go to illinois you know just get up and leave so it's good to have that freedom at our age you know before it's time to settle down and start worrying about a family and stuff like that before you decided to move to ohio had you hunted any other states prior to that and that goes for all of you guys. I hunted Ohio, uh, just Ohio, I hunted Ohio like six years ago when I was younger with a couple of buddies of mine, and uh, I didn't really think anything of it. I was so young. I was not too young, but I, I didn't know about the whitetail world as much as I do now. I just thought I was going to Ohio. I didn't know it was a big deer state. I had no idea. So now, other than that, just New Jersey, I guess, because it's right over the border in Philadelphia where we were. But no, not really. But that's that's a big goal for us too. You know, me and Kenny are both twenty eight. Um, we were doing a gift for each other when we're 30 years old. We're going to go chase some elk on public land. We're already talking about it now. So you got a lot st- of things to work. We plan to hit as many states as we can. You know, it's cool to be in your own little niche, but it's, it's fun to just go out and challenge yourself. And that's what we did. when we came out here. You got a state in mind for those public land elk? I don't know. We're looking, we're looking at Colorado, Idaho, a couple states, wherever, wherever we can uh, get a tag and just kind of walk. We, me and him are, we're probably not just going to go out there and hunt. We'd probably take a summer trip out there and go scout and camp and have some fun and just get some ideas of some areas and the terrain and what we need just just so we can learn the hard way. So when we're actually out there hunting, we have everything we need. But, nah, nothing nothing's set in stone yet. Well, let us know, man. We might be able to point you in the right direction some guys that might be able to give you some advice anyways. Oh, that'd be sweet. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. So, so you, you mentioned um, earlier on there, Kyle, that – you hunted in Indiana for the majority of your, you know, I guess most of your career. When did you first start branching out and going to other states? Was it when you got on with the the full draw guys, or or was it, you know, before that? Uh, well, if I'm being honest, I haven't really deer hunted in any other states. I'm more of a turkey hunter when it comes to that. 
Don't get these jokers started about Alex turkey don't hunting. God Almighty, I hear. hate turkey hunting. I, somebody <laughs> on y'all's team. I don't hate turkey hunting, but somebody on y'all's team uh, made mention, I think, earlier on in, in another show I heard y'all on that y'all don't really care for turkey hunting either. All three of y'all big turkey hunters. No, I think we're all pretty big turkey hunters. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know I know. I love it. That's my bread and butter. So, And I, that's how I got started on uh, leaving – the good old state of Indiana. Where'd you go first? Uh, Michigan. Uh, I actually got linked up that year with my uh, one of my buddies from high school. He was two years older than me, and he helped me get on my first turkey my sophomore year of high school. And uh, I was looking for someone to take me, and finally my brother's girlfriend uh, messaged him and just gave me a time to wake up and be ready and he took me and that first morning we went out right off the roost had a jake walk up and i hammered him and after <laughs> that i was hooked. no time what i said you didn't waste no time there oh yeah no it was crazy because i had never seen anything like that and i went for three years before that and uh after that you know i didn't didn't hunt with him didn't really see him uh six years later he sees on my snapchat that i'm taking pictures and ask what I'm doing and I tell him I'm chasing turkeys around for my spring break and next day he sees I post another picture on my snapchat and he's like man what are you, what are you doing though and I just sat and explained it to him and he asked if he could join and so uh next uh next day after that he goes hey I got a spot if you want to go take pictures and he he had just gotten a camera so we went out took pictures and I end up uh, after that, taking him turkey hunting and opening morning, we doubled up on some birds I put to bed and right off the roost, they came in on a string and I mean, they, they were done right, right at daylight. And so after that, he offered to take me up north uh, to one of his buddies places and ended up, we doubled up up there on some Michigan birds and, uh, went back last year and did the same thing and. I went to Oklahoma and just wanted to go out west, but all the states were closed, non-resident and whatnot with that COVID going on. So, so Kyle, is, is Michigan eastern turkeys? Uh, Yeah, yep, same. Okay. Did you get a Rio when you went to Oklahoma? Uh, No. Uh, So the thing was, we actually got hammered over in Oklahoma. It was horrible. I didn't hear a turkey gobble the whole time because that was not where we wanted to go, but we were getting closed out of state because they wouldn't let non-residents in. And that was actually my first time out West. But uh, definitely did learn a lot because uh, it was hard hunting out there. So really uh, set some things into perspective. Uh, it was horrible hunting, but I still had a good time. Got to hang with my buddies and really learn a lot. When you say horrible hunting, what was just the terrain or? We didn't see turkey. Like seen some hens. Uh, that was about it. And there's just nothing gobbling. It was the last week of Oklahoma. And when we left there, kind of figured out, they say, like, first two weeks over in Oklahoma is usually when you want to go hunting over there. Because after that, it gets pretty dead. And it was literally, like, we seen two tom two toms the whole time we were there, maybe three. And it was while driving down the road. It was just, like, I don't know. There was nothing you could do. You couldn't get them to gobble. You couldn't. If you can't get them to gobble, you can't kill them. I mean, that's just that's, how it that's, is. That's right. It's 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 a it's a hard technique if they don't gobble. That's why we do it. 
Hey, I'm going to spin this question off in another direction. Who do you look up to in the turkey hunting industry? Huh? <laughs> uh, well, if it's coming to that, I I got to give give them the shout out. How about a uh, big daddy turkey killer Patty Rick and uh my buddy Evan Land. That's who I look up to. Hey, there you there go. You there you go. That, there you that's go. right. We had gold right off the tongue. Did you uh did you, you know, since y'all got together doing the uh the full draw, have y'all been trying to do any uh turkey hunting with bows? Uh yeah, we're actually looking into that. We've been talking about it and uh I think we're all gonna try and fling an arrow at a old gobbler this year. That's awesome. Yeah, that'll be a that'll be a cool thing. Now, full draw assassins. You came up with the name, Derek. How did that come about? And it, it, it does it does it hinge on bow hunting only or is it full draw as in you know you're wide open or you know kind of explain how you came up with that that's a great question i'm actually happy you just you asked it like that not just ask me what it meant because honestly i don't know what it means but no so <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll take the um what you just asked kyle about the turkey so i shot my first bird last year i just started getting the turkey on about a couple years ago so that's probably where you heard us say that we were really big into turkey me and kenny but I shot my first bird last year with the shotgun, so I said I'm going to get my first bird with the shotgun, and then after that I'm going to try it with the bow. So that was that was it. I mean, I'll I'll still probably go out with the gun a couple of days if I'm not getting it done, just because you know with taking time off of work and stuff, I still want a bird. If you know if I can't get it done with the bow, I still want to get one. But um, now with the with the name, honestly, full draw assassins, it just kind of came about. You know, I I have I have the word full draw tattooed on me. But like the last five years, way before we started this, I always just loved the meaning of full draw. You know, when everything slows down, the word, the world stands still. You can, you can hear a chipmunk walking in the woods. It's just so quiet, and that's how I like to live my life. Live life at full draw. You know, anything can happen. That's why I moved out here. You know, living life like that. But that's kind of what it means. I mean, we're not. I mean, if I get a muzzleloader and I want to go muzzleloader hunting, I'm going to go muzzleloader hunting. We're not bow only. We're bow first. Bow's our main deal. But now we're all about just just hunting stuff it's just a name when it comes to us we don't really look too much into it yeah you're just like we are any legal means of hunting go do it yeah exactly and we're 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 bow hunters i mean that's our big thing like that's what we eat eat breathe and sleep man yeah you know we just love bow hunting if we go out elk hunting we're probably we're, we're gonna go bow hunting you know it's just it's a lot more rewarding to throw some carbon at a at an at a legal animal so well, yeah, we, we do shoot guns. I mean, we, me and Kenny, we go up to our Pennsylvania rifle camp every year with about 20 guys and drink some beer, shoot the shit, and, you know, eat some good food. And, and anything legal walks by, it's getting some lead, man. That's all it's about. But that's right. other than that, we're just bow hunters. Yeah, and that's the way we are. We, we You know, we primarily focus on bow hunting because a lot of the states that we go to. Now, here in Georgia, we've got an extended rifle season. It goes on for three months. I haven't taken a deer in a long time with a rifle, but if I'm going to South Georgia on some of those big open fields down there, I'm throwing the 30 out six in the truck and I'm going down there. And I have no problem doing that, but if I'm around home, I want to use my bow. I just enjoy it. Like you said, it's more rewarding. You get a lot more out of it. It's more of a challenge. It kind of gives you a better feel of using that piece of equipment as compared to grabbing a rifle. I mean, but there's so much, I guess there's so much, drive in our industry to put people down that don't use a bow and that that drives me crazy you know it it absolutely you know it'll and and i know you guys and that's why i asked the question because i wanted to see if if you're kind of the same mindset we are we love bow hunting and we it's our passion but we ain't scared to pick up a rifle or a shotgun i go to iowa every year 
and I'm fortunate enough to have a group up there that I go on a shotgun hunt with, and we party hunt in Iowa for deer. I mean, I go up and I yeah. hunt with them every single year. Do I want to bow hunt Iowa? Absolutely I want to bow hunt Iowa. I've been putting in for points, and when I'm not able to go with my dad and my uncle that go with me every year that don't bow hunt, I'm going up there yeah. on a bow hunt. But that's, so if you harvest a deer, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's the same outcome if you use a gun or a bow. It's still dead. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly the, right. The deer don't discriminate. Not, you know. <laughs> no, they don't. They they probably don't. Uh, they probably don't think about. Oh, did I just get shot with a hundred grain muzzy, or was that that's a right. hundred fifty grain <laughs> slug right there? I don't know what that was, but and that's you know it's 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 cool to hear some guys like you. You know, you see it all over the industry, and you guys are in it. You know, you you have people that are bashing this guy, but oh, you shot it with a rifle, you cheated. Dude, it's not cheating. You you're out there putting the work in. You're hunting. I don't care what you're using. As long as it's a legal weapon, go for it is the way, the way we look at it. No, exactly. Especially with you know, the hunting industry, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's a dying industry, but it's not an industry on the grow. It's not growing as big as it could because of, you know, salmon hunters, and that's the big thing. So anything to get a kid out. You know, I, I didn't start bow hunting until I was like 22 years old. I hunted since I was 11, but it was always with the gun. And I, I always gun hunted with my grandfather and my uncles and stuff, and then I wanted to challenge myself i honestly just wanted to hunt more i didn't want to have to wait i didn't want to have to wait till the end of november to hunt i wanted to hunt earlier so i was like the only way i could do that is learning how to shoot a bow i went to cabela's i saved some money up i shot a bow and then i shot my first buck actually with a gun or anything with my bow that first year so and then i was constantly hooked but yeah man whatever you can do to take legal game by legal means go do it get out in the woods have fun and don't be scared to post a picture of it. Be proud of that thing. If someone doesn't like it, tell them to F off. You know, that's that's what it's about. Hey, I got you on that. And so when you first got into hunting, who was the guy that was doing it for you? Who was the guy that was my, teaching you how to do it? My grandfather, 100% my grandfather. And uh, that's probably the hardest person living out here that I miss seeing every day. You know, I'm actually heading home this weekend to see the family. But uh, he, was, he was the guy who started everything, you know, for me. When I was a kid, he took me out squirrel hunting. I remember running home, showing my mom my squirrel, and she'd be freaking out, telling me to get out of the house and <laughs> go back over to Grandpa's house and get that out of here. But I just all those memories, man, with him would get me in the woods and on just going up to camp with the with my uncles and feeling feeling like one of the guys as like a thirteen year old kid. It felt great, man. None of my friends back home really experienced that, so it was it was cool, and they never understood it. They, you know, I was where we lived. We went we lived outside of Philadelphia, so I was I was the weirdo, you know, well, not. Not in that sense, but when it came to hunting, I was the guy that wasn't. Everyone looked down on it. They didn't think it was cool. He was the they outcast. They didn't understand. It. The outcast, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, but, and I mean, nah, he, he got me into it, and then he's still my biggest fan, man. He when I and before any episode drops, he's the first person to see it on my computer, and uh, just to see him, super excited to see me in that type of setting behind a camera or filming my own hunt. He he gets all teary eyed, you know, because he knows he's the reason that I'm where I am today with this and why i'm out here so it's pretty cool man i'm really excited for him and seeing where i go you hit the nail on the head for what talk about it outdoors is all about right That's there right. man and you know you kind of gave a backstory on what full draw assassin was and 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 that's the, the way you described the name was exactly what I wanted you to do. And, and the way you went into that discussion about your grandpa is exactly what we're about over here, man. The, the you stories, could tell the heartfelt about it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the, the stories that, that, that we tell and we get others to tell are based on where you started. We don't, we don't, I don't want to know about all your greatest successes. I want to know where you started at, what the ground root of where your passion derives from, 
and where it exactly. where it's going. And that's you know those are the stories that people don't get to hear anymore because it's all about what the big action item is. What's the big thing that you're doing right now? I don't care about that. I want to know what your grounded root was and where it started from. And that's you know that's cool, man. I, I'm I'm thankful that your and your grandfather is still with us. Yeah, he um actually he was. It's been tough a couple of weeks, man. He uh it, it was it it wasn't looking good, but he actually he fought through it and he's he's better now. He was pretty sick and it was pretty tough being here. Actually, that's why we're going home. But yeah, he's still with us, man, and he he lives through me. You know, he wishes he can get out there and do what I do. So he he's he texts me all the time when I'm in the woods, seeing anything, how's it going. So he's hunting through me, sitting on the couch. It's pretty cool. Man, keep grinding, keep grinding for him, and that's awesome. And and you know, definitely uh, prayers to your grandpa to continue on his health from us. Thank you, thank you. Hey, you guys mentioned earlier before we started recording that you guys were out, I guess, doing some shed hunting. Um, does the does the season not open? Does turkey season not open up there yet? Ohio is the twenty sixth, and I'll be hunting. I'll be hunting Ohio public land for turkey, and then uh, up of April to April twenty sixth, and then. Um, uh, Pennsylvania is May 1st and I have a, a piece of private that I hunt about 50 minutes from here, 40 minutes from here. I'm right over the border of Pennsylvania. I can, that's May 1st and then Indiana is April 21st. Can yeah. you, can you touch a little bit on the Pennsylvania? You can start with Pennsylvania first and do how Ohio, how the non-resident and resident license work for the turkeys. Is it a draw? Pennsylvania, system? I don't know. This will be my first time buying an out of state license. I actually still have my resident license for the, comes with your your license but i was a resident last hunting season so ohio is a little weird i think you got to buy a whole separate license um once turkey season starts it's a whole separate license um, system they got going on and then kyle indiana going uh indiana did you just have your base hunting license by your bird tag so all those are over the counter even for uh, non-residents yeah, that's what you meant. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, they're all over the counter. Yeah, okay. exactly. I know Pennsylvania just started two years ago a bonus turkey tag. Now you can get a second turkey tag and uh, get two gobblers down. That's a new thing. Okay, so we're in Georgia. We, you know, we have three. You can kill three gobblers whether you're resident or non-resident. But that's probably quickly changing for the next up and coming season for 2022. Do you uh, do you like the three gobbler rule? I've never tagged out to be honest with you. I'm 35 years old. I've never tagged out. Okay. I hunt. I hunt a lot. I mean, I put a lot of time in, but I've never tagged out. I seem to always be how going many, with someone else. Okay. How many bucks can you shoot in Georgia? Two, two bucks man. and ten does. <laughs> two bucks and ten does. Yep, yep. Yeah, but one buck has to be four or better on one side. Oh, statewide. I'm glad you brought that up because we they brought this up on and it blowed their mind that they have an antler restriction and we have an antler restriction here. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Pennsylvania does too. Yeah, in some states now, there are some counties. Me, some counties it has to be, and you guys were talking about a giant six pointer. It has to be four better on one side, or, and I don't know if you've noticed this in the regulations. I went back and looked. It's or fourteen inches wide, so it I can be or. four or better. You could have a spike that's fourteen <laughs> inches wide in in some counties. Now, right. I don't know, yeah. and that's not statewide. That's you know. That's uh, only in certain counties. But your first buck, it can be a spike or it can be a 10-pointer. Your second buck has to be four or better on one side statewide. That's right. Yeah, that's how, that's how PA is pretty weird like that. You know, it's split down the middle kind of. So each side of the state where me and Kenny were hunting, it was three on one side. That was it, three on one side. And then once you get out west, kind of like where I'm close to now, it's four on one side. It's split down the state. Now, about eight years ago in Georgia – we have we're broke up into zones, a southern zone and a northern zone. About eight years ago, 
they legalized um, supplemental feed for the Southern Zone. And what was it? Two, okay. Was it two years ago? Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago now the Northern Zone. So it, it it's crazy that things that they we do in Georgia for season to season. You know, I mean, you you think about Georgia. We're on the coast, and we have the Appalachian Mountains, and the season opens yeah. all at the same time. So the deer, yeah. the deer movement is complete. I mean, the deer's maybe the deer may be rutting in what September on the coast. Oh yeah, on the on the coast, and then you get over to the uh, you go towards Chattanooga. Coast. I mean, you're almost right there south of Chattanooga, and they, it may be January before they rut. Then you go down to the, to the southwest corner of Georgia, and that's the way it is on Alabama side. They're yeah. into you know way mm -hmm. into January when they start rutting. That's right. Oh, wow. When does y'all? Yeah, we might run? have to make we might have to make a trip out there. <laughs> come on down, man. Hey, yeah. come on. We'll put we'll put y'all on the public land. You, but you, I don't know how them hills is in Pennsylvania and Ohio. You better pack your lunch. You're gonna walk East Hills. Oh yeah, no, we got some hills out here, man. I'm close, I'm on the West Virginia border, so I'm pretty. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He's, 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 he's got us covered. <laughs> Excuse me. Don't pack your lunch. I'll pack my lunch if I'm coming up there with y'all. <laughs> oh me. So uh, you know. You made mention earlier. Well, I tell you what, Kenny hadn't been on much. I want to. I want to hear from yeah, Kenny. Let's get, let's get Kenny on. He's sitting here. He's just drinking a beer. Let's get him on here. Get Kenny over here. I want Kenny to tell me. You know where he got fired up at. We know where Derek got started with Grandpa, and you know Kyle. He's telling us all about getting getting called when he was in grammar school. Um, and and I want to know. Uh, I want to know where Kenny. You know, are you on yet? Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening. So so tell me, Kenny, what got you fired up in the hunting game? Uh. So what got me fired up was uh, my stepdad asked me about it one day. He's like, you know, because he would tell me stories about his deer camp uh, stories when he was a kid. They used to have a camp up in uh, north central PA. And I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. And then just one year, he was like, well, you're 12 years old. You're doing the hunter safety course and you're coming out with me. And I went out a handful of times for rifle went and did like uh mini rifle camps i mean i couldn't drink or nothing like that like the other guys but i remember being the only kid there and then that evolved into going to a couple bow hunting trips and that's where that's where i got bit by the bug for the hunting so it was mainly your stepdad that got you into it then yeah he got me into it and then after a while uh him and my mom split so i didn't get a chance to go hunting for a little bit but I'd always wanted to go back to it. And then finally one year I ran into Derek and, you know, yeah, the rest of history was just like, Hey, can you teach me how to hunt? I'll get you a get, get you a job, blah, blah, blah. And then just been going forward ever since. You made mention, uh, and, and I hadn't even asked this or, you know, and I hadn't seen you guys post anything. What do you guys do for a living? You know, do y'all, do y'all do this stuff full time or you, do you work for a living? Oh, that'd I mean, be, that'd be really that's, that's very flattering for you guys to ask, but that's the goal eventually to one day do this for a living and not have to go punch in the clock. But, <laughs> well, I guess uh, us too. Yeah. We'd love to sit here all night. You know, talk I, about I, it. That's why everybody's doing it right now. But, uh, no, uh, I work as a electrical apprentice right now for a non-union company. And, uh, Derek, we used to be a union carpenter, right? What's that? And now he's going into the oil and gas field as a technician doing some installs. Uh, I haven't gotten to Kyle. Kyle, what have you been up to for work? I've uh, been running my own business, uh, doing carpentry with my boss, and getting ready to get into the lineman game and work on the power line. Yeah. So we're all a bunch of blue-collar guys just kind of, you know, we, we put in work in 
on the clock Monday through Friday. And then Friday afternoon to Sunday, we try to get in as much as, you know, get out in the woods as much as we can. Yeah, and that's us. I mean, we, you know, I'm, I'm in the electrical field. Nick's a builder, and, and Cody's a, a, a water facilitator. He's a waste treatment. Uh, what is your title? <laughs> Why, it's, there's a great title for it, and I wish I could think um, of it. I'm just a wastewater treatment facility superintendent, pretty much. Listen to his voice. Okay. <laughs> he got, he's got, he's got it on his voice. Uh, oh, yeah, his voicemail. I'll have yeah, to hear it yeah. again. I, I messed it up. I hear it every day. So, <laughs> but it's, you know, it, and that's what's cool is, you know, you guys are, are putting in the time and effort just like we are. And there's these, you, you, I, and I asked for a specific reason. How many of these trust fund baby guys that are out there right now grinding away, does it just grape your tail that, Hey, dad paid for my entire summer to go off and go, you know, do this thing. And we're out here grinding. Do you, they don't get near as much joy out of it as we do. I don't think they do, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, well they, you know, they might be getting paid for their dad to take care of them and this, that, and the third, but you know, does it feel a little bit better when you stand on your own two feet and know you put the grind in? Absolutely. Oh yeah, for sure. So I just hang my hat on that. You know, it might take longer. The deer might not be as big, whatever the case may be, but I know at the end of the day, I work my tail off for that, and I'll, you know, I'll hang it on my wall and be proud of it forever. And and you guys don't know this, and because we haven't been talking to you that long, but Cody and I, we go up to Illinois and hunt together. And uh, this past year, we went up, and we hunted like crazy, and I was fortunate enough second day uh, of our hunt to to kill a great buck, and we hunted five days solid. I mean, daylight till dark, grinding on public land. We're up there putting in the miles, putting in the boots. And on the last evening, it last locked. And you can hear back on the story, and I won't go into all of it, but Cody shot a buck. And we didn't know what the buck was. We couldn't tell. It was behind some bushes. He shot it, and we knew it was a buck because it was grunting. And he shoots it. And we're, I mean, we're jacked, dude. I mean, you you couldn't have knocked a smile off our faces with a 10-foot pole. And we get down, and it's a... It's a six-pointer, maybe 12 inches wide. <laughs> and, dude, it was like a – you couldn't – I mean, it was like it a Boone and Crockett laying there. Oh, yeah, it didn't matter at that point. It just goes to show. Yeah, it doesn't matter at that point. Yeah. Love me a good six-pointer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we do, too. And Cody had chased one all week. It was a giant six-pointer, yeah. and, and we couldn't get on him. But, I mean, it's just it's, – it's refreshing to hear guys, you know, that with common interest. It doesn't matter where you're from. And you guys are from Pennsylvania, all right? We're from Georgia. We're on two different whole spectrums of the planet as far as where we're at in the country, and the hunting and everything takes us and puts us right in the same wheelhouse with each other. I mean, you guys are chasing turkeys the same way we are. You're chasing deer the same way we are, you know, and it puts that into into a bigger perspective for, for things, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it does 100%. That's why it's new out here for me in Ohio. You know, it's a totally different hunting. I'm not used to all this public land. And then Kyle was saying he's never been to Ohio, and he came out here. He's like, damn, dude. He's like, there's public land everywhere. There's so much land. It's going to take me 20 years to walk every square mile of all this public land around me within a three-hour radius. So I got options, but that's I've ne- it's tough because I've never had options before, so I don't know how to handle it. <laughs> now, on public land, you guys, are, are you hanging any cameras on there? So, well, I got – I actually – since I moved into where we moved, I met a guy and I actually have permission on a little 20 acre piece. Um, and so I'm going to probably hunt there a little bit, you know, and try to focus on there. And I'm not going to really know anything about this area until, you know, they start popping up horns in July and stuff. But where we scouted today, um, it's where me and Kenny hunted last October when we were out here for 10 days. And I'll tell you, man, we got, we got 
170s on trail camera all day, every day where we work today. So it's a really good spot. Um, I'm probably going to be hunting there quite a bit next year. I just wanted to look at some areas that we didn't get the chance to look at last year. Um, and I'll probably put a couple cameras in there this summer and see if those same deer around or if we get some more daytime pictures. It's a lot of options, a lot of options. You know, it's not a bad thing to have, but it can get overwhelming because you, you don't know where to go. You're wishing you're here while you're here. and But it's good. It's good. It's in the right direction for me. How, how's the land management on the public areas up there? It's, it's hit or miss. Um, in, Ohio, in Ohio, it's, you know, one of my spots, you know, they're planting corn, they're planting bean, and then the other spot is just this rough, hilly terrain. It kind of looks like Kansas, just all wide open with little patches. It's, it's totally night and day between different spots. That, that's another hard part. You know, they, they're all holding different deer, and, you know, the food plots aren't too far from the road, so I don't know actually how much deer are actually getting in there and using them from all the pressure they're probably getting. Are you seeing a lot of traffic on those? Um, honestly, it's tough, man, because we came out during the week last year. So, you know, just like anywhere, people are working, you know, so we didn't see that much pressure. I mean, on Saturday, you need seen a couple trucks, but it's so big around here. We were talking about today. I said, I'm not going to have problem avoiding people because there's so much damn land. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Now, how, how, does that, how does that coincide with Indiana? Do they have the mass amount of public land? Uh, well, when it comes to that, I really only know what's around me. Uh, I know there's quite a bit in Indiana, but when it comes to my area, it's, it's really good public land. I know it like the back of my hand, I've walked just about all of it. Uh, got quite a bit, I'd say a few thousand acres worth, at least around me. And we got different parks, all kinds of stuff within the county. And it's all really good. It used to be managed a lot better uh, just when it comes to the farming side of all the fields. And now they don't really let anyone farm it. And uh, what is farmed is like, I don't know, me and my cousin call it fake corn, but it's no good for deer. It's all for the birds. I guess they just care more about birds now than they do the deer. And it's not, not bad hunting at all. There's huge deer, but it could be better if they'd plant some of these fields. I think only one one field out of all the public land uh, in our county that I know of was planted in corn. And so not not a lot of agriculture. So that makes it real tough. Are you central Indiana? Uh, southeastern. Southeast, okay. So how, how far from the Illinois line are you? Uh, I mean, that's all the way across the way. Uh, oh, so I'm – Sorry, I, uh, I had it messed up. Yeah, sorry, I, sorry. I say, say again. I had it. I was nothing. We're ahead. sitting over here laughing at each other right now. We're trying to. We're, we're you fixing said southeast. Are you, what we're going you said to do. southeast. Are you familiar with Salem, Indiana? Uh, yeah, that's not too far from me. I'd say it's like forty minutes. It's something I'd consider a surrounding county. I mean, it's right there. I can't remember the name of the outfitter, but I linked up with the outfitter. Uh, it's been probably five, six years ago. I actually came up there and stayed on two different occasions just doing some coyote hunting up there never did i mean we saw a ton of deer um but that's the only part of indiana i've ever been to so that's why i mentioned that yeah no i mean it's a good part of the state i was actually talking with someone today that uh said they were hunting in greenwood and they're not from indiana i mean it's it's a really good state to hunt and it really is uh, i enjoy it i find it I don't know, satisfying, I guess. Uh, I couldn't be happier. Like, if I didn't leave the state ever, I don't think I'd cry, but 
I definitely want to branch out and start trying some new stuff, learning some new things, really challenge myself. But Indiana's one hell of a state. Yeah, I was I was really impressed. I I enjoyed the the way the the land laid, and uh, like I said, we saw a ton of deer. And I had actually talked to that outfitter about coming back up, and it just hadn't it just never worked out. Like Alex said, we started hunting out in Illinois and stuff like that, and I kind of left Indiana in the past for for now, anyways. Oh yeah, no, there's there's plenty of outfitters popping up everywhere around Indiana. That's for sure. Uh, sometimes you know I'm not not the biggest fan because uh, they're taking land out from under people, and it does make it tough sometimes to for people trying to get into it and trying to pick up fields and just really anything. But yeah, there's, there's tons of outfitters here and there's plenty of deer. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of on the same boat actually with outfitters. And like I said, I just linked up with him to, to get on with the coyote hunting. He was fortunate. Basically all I did is I went up there and that I stayed in their lodge. They basically charged me like a hotel fee. And, uh, and then I just had access to all these different farms that they, it was actually a pretty cool deal. Um, they charged me like, hundred bucks a night or something like that and it gave me access to all their property and we just got to we just went up oh there yeah and, no, that's, that's awesome yeah it was, it was a pretty good deal and then um like i said i kind of lost touch with those guys and because uh, you nearly froze to death up there no heat on in their yeah, in their house yeah, the, god almighty <laughs> the heat pump went out hey, that's it, why it was only a hundred bucks yeah exactly <laughs> it was a nice place that uh, the heat pump went out and i woke up it was 44 degrees in the house and it was one degrees outside so we had to get up like three hours before daylight and go sit in the car and warm up so good times yeah. good times you guys do any What's predator up? hunting uh I, i've done it a handful of times i don't think you guys have really done and oh yeah i guess i mean yeah i i do some predator hunting i, I shot a coyote this year with my bow and, uh the well, video's I, on instagram yeah and Full i kind of i, I kind of I, I, I guess i'm i'm going down a pathway there of asking do you go out and because we've all probably had the opportunity to kill you know coyotes or whatever it may be while we're bow hunting did you go out targeting coyotes with your bow or was it something you were just trying to you know or you were deer hunting and you shot one uh i was deer hunting and shot one i have gone out many a times it's sometimes hard to find the time when i'm doing everything else oh yeah out in the woods but uh i've had people invite me out and uh, i have some buddies uh pretty close to salem uh that do coyote hunting they have a big tournament mm -hmm. and i mean i know it's a good time it's just something i haven't really dove hard into right yeah and i guess it's but, it, it, it's curious to me to talk to folks from other states how you do because we're i mean we're diehard deer hunters we start september yeah. we hunt all the way through the year but off season gets here january february march whatever it may be we get into the big time coyote hunt, and that's when we focus most on taking out predators because that's that's our fur bear season up until the end of February. We can kill bobcats, we can kill foxes, we can't kill those here any other time. You know they have a season on them, but coyotes are open all year. Yeah, no, uh, here I've definitely wanted to get into trapping, especially this year. Uh, predators were horrible. Coyotes were everywhere. Actually, missed an opportunity on a buck because of a coyote ran them off. He was coming in, and there was a little bit of face-off. Coyote ran straight at him, and uh, he ended up fleeing. And so uh, this year I've seen more coyotes than I can even count. I mean, it was crazy. You just holler at us now and let us know if you need us to make a trip up there. We'll help thin them coyotes out for you. <laughs> oh, 
hell, probably get a party together, go out one <laughs> night and hit up a bunch of these properties. Because I'm telling you, this year it's like the population just exploded. It really just like that. And it's, it's just crazy. It, it was, I don't know, almost like it's overnight. Because I know last year it really wasn't anything crazy. But, I mean, I was sitting in one of my stands on a property this year and – there was a den maybe a hundred yards away from me and they were just going crazy. I mean, I can't even count how many coyotes. It was ridiculous. And then on a different property I hunted with my buddy is when I had the deer run off and I had four coyotes come in that night and I ended up the one that ran the deer off. I seen he ran the buck off. So I grunted at him. He comes on a V line right at me, hits the creek bed and runs right in front of me. And so I was fiddling to get my bow pulled back and I guess the distance and i shot maybe a half inch over his back while he was running yeah i don't doubt that they're 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 a wary critter and and when you're trying to shoot them with a bow they'll drop a string on you in a heartbeat oh yeah no i got lucky on the one i shot this year he he was looking right at me and i'm just pointing my bow at him before i pulled back and then he took off in i pulled back turned and just swung an arrow and i mean yeah sunk it deep in there and uh, if you guys are wanting to watch it, videos on our Instagram, Full Draw Assassins. It is it's pretty cool. Uh, got lucky enough to get it on video because he came running in, actually. So when when you uh, – well, let me ask this question. What kind of bow you shoot, Kyle? That was my question. Oh, God, I was jumping there. Pump my <laughs> – hold on. Hold on a second, guys. Y'all hadn't heard this yet, but pump your brakes, Alex. <laughs> it's a pump your brakes moment brought to you by Southeast Wildlife Innovations, Genesis <laughs> Wildlife Group. Alex, pump your brakes. Nick, go ahead. Ask your question. Excuse me. What type of archer equipment do you guys use? <laughs> all right. Well, it all seems like we're Matthews guys. I shoot the triad. Derek. Derek and Kenny shoot the VXR. Yeah. Uh, Matthews, uh, good shooting both. Okay, while I got you on that, which one's the new one, the VXR? That's the one Watson got? Yeah. Uh, oh, I think the V3. first X is the new one. V3. Uh, the v3, the, v3, the v3, uh, V3 is the one that just dropped this okay. year. Yeah, we bought the VXR last year. That was the flagship of last year. And yeah, honestly, I, in my opinion, they've only like – we got like a bow guy that does our bows for us that we know personally is a good friend of ours, so – I go to him with equipment issues and everything like that. And he just made my arrows for me, by the way. So shout out to Jim at Keystone Precision Archery. But uh, yeah, we can't get new bows. Anymore. But yeah, he he said the V three. Neither. Well, he said the V three is not. He's like it, they they changed a couple things, but you pretty much have the same bow that that just came out. So it's not worth taking a switch. Yeah, we took the time last year to spend some money on you know spend some coin on a bow and arrow set up. So. Yeah, Matthews VXR, that's what we're running. And you got the Triax, which was only, what, the year before that? Yeah, you had to get the all, Yeah, they, they shoot straight. They feel nice in the hand. They're a little heavy. But it's top heavy, so it lets the bow, bow fall forward. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, I mean, the way technology is now, these bows are standing the test of time. They really are timeless. Like, I don't plan on getting rid of my bow anytime soon at all. Talking like the next 10 years. I mean, I'm happy with it. What are you guys shooting? I was, I was shooting the Creed for years, and um, I didn't get rid of it. I gave it to my son, but I bought the V3 this past year. Uh, at the beginning of this okay. year, after at the end of deer season. And What uh, color What color did you go with on the V3? It's the Under Armour, uh, the Ambush. Oh, sweet. Oh, hey, you, want, hey, you want to trade? <laughs> that, I love that. That's the, the one thing I regret is I, I, I wish I would have waited for a different color, but. 
you know, maybe get it painted next year. Who knows? Yeah, I lucked out. Well, I lucked out. I got in there super early, and he had one. Um, there's still several people waiting on uh, yeah. on one they've ordered. I know. So I'm a whole. Yeah, we were lucky about that. Where we live in Philly, we're we're an hour and a half from Lancaster Archery Supply. Oh, okay. So we were there all the time, man, and they they didn't have the colors we wanted, and we kind of both just went with the black because we wanted the bow right away. It was kind of an impulse buy. It was a little bit of an impulse impulse buy, but the Great American Outdoor Show was a week after we were at the at the shop. And they said, "Well, just wait another week; you can get it for a hundred dollars cheaper at the show." So that's what we did, or that's what I ended up doing. Yeah, I had to, they had to order all of my uh, matching accessories and all that, but so I was I was kind of anxious waiting all that. But I love it. It she it's smooth, especially well. The Creed's yeah. an awesome shooting bow. I mean, my son's still shooting it, and he probably will for a long time. But that V three, yeah, is I mean, definitely smooth. like just like Kyle said, man. It, they're all the bows, Hoyt Matthews, Bowtech. They're all all the technologies up there. You know, they're all doing the same thing. It's all just what feels pers- what feels comfortable to you, and that's what like because me and me and Kenny shot Bowtech for years and then last year we we went up to Lancashire Archery and we're like I want to shoot every new flagship bow I'm not being picky about what brand whatever feels good in my hand and the Matthews is what it was so that's what we went with we weren't we weren't tied to a brand we didn't like a brand I never shot a Matthews a day in my life I'm a Hoyt guy I just bought a new Hoyt Axius 29 shortest bow I've got a 30 and a half inch draw length and it's it's the shortest bow I've ever shot in my life. It's um it's twenty nine and a half inches axle to axle. Yeah, you were telling me about that. I'm happy that you're back to shooting a bow again. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a little injury, and it was a it was a blessing to get back to that because yeah, that. I'm but cool. now, but boys, I'm gonna tell you what. Now we we can talk about all the legal hunt means you want. That Raven crossbow that I bought is going to be in the back of Cody's camper going to Illinois with us. If I get down to day four or five with that dang $550 tag in my pocket, I ain't above pulling it out and trying to get one done with it. There you go. We call you guys crank it up at that. <laughs> no, it don't. Yeah, it'll crank right up. And I mean, it's a, it's, it's, you know, it's a bad, that's a bad mamma jamma that Raven is. And, you know, I love, but the thing about it is, Getting back to shooting a bow, I dropped down to I'm shooting a 56 pound, 30 and a half inch draw axis. It's the shortest bow I've ever shot, and and I love the bow. It's a great shooting bow. But I was looking at those, you know, the Matthews, and they're they're all comparable. Nick's looking at one of the new primes. He's he's thinking about going with a prime and prime. Prime is it prime? That, that's on my radar. It might be my next bow, man. Prime's really making a push right now. Yeah, they're I'm, really they're really pushing out some good bows. I'm shooting an older Matthews, the Matthews Reason, and like you said, nobody's nobody's giving me a free bow. Um, no. But so I went out before season ended this year. I went out and shot the Bowtech. I shot the Hoyt. I shot the Matthews, and I really yep. enjoyed the way that prime felt in my hand. I love that uh, center brace height. It, it just yeah. it, it just felt so good. So now that uh, one of our fine politicians sent us a check, I may be taking that to the archery shop. <laughs> Stimmy on a bow. I already got my camera equipment already picked out. We're ready to go here. Oh, wait. Now, hey. That's cool what you said about the bow not getting sweet. And that's what we try to stand for, too. Like, we're not going to take – we're not – if the bow company comes along down the road, if I don't like the bow, I'm not going to take the sponsorship for a free bow. I'm going to shoot what I like, even if it takes me spending money on it. Amen. Yeah, you don't buy into anything you don't believe in. That's that's one thing I like about you guys that you don't push a lot of product and you you don't you know drive something. And that's how we are. We're not going to push something 
just because somebody's willing to throw a few free bags of feed at us, Southeast yeah. Wildlife Innovations is something we've done for a long time with the Tracks brand product. We we believed in that before we even knew the owner of it. And we were fortunate enough to get involved with them and it's been a blessing to us to be, you know, partnered up with them. They don't pay us nothing for it. You know, we we yeah. we they made us a dealer. We pay, you know, the same as anybody else is a dealer to buy feed and we sell it, you know, to try to do something with or whatever it may be, but it's almost become more of a hassle to try to sell stuff because you got to meet people and everything yeah. else on a regular job. But we don't have sponsors that are sending us all this, you know, money and everything because we don't want them. I mean, yeah. we don't, yeah, we, I agree. We, we're not going to push something that we don't believe in. If it's, if I'm not putting it on and using it and saying, Hey, this is something I believe in. I'm sorry. I'm just not using your product. I mean, just because you're going to give me something for free. Yeah, ninety nine percent of the stuff that we push on our page is we're not sponsored by any of those people we push. We just use their stuff, and we know we want other people to want to use it because it works, mm-hmm. you know. And we've and I'm not going to say names or companies, but we've had a handful of people come to work with us. But it's stuff that I know we're not going to use, so I just say, hey, thanks for the offer, appreciate it, but I'm sorry, you know, we're not going to be able to use your product. But that's it's, a- I mean, you know, that's the problem with that social media side of the industry, you know. And, People always say, you know, we got a nice page and stuff. We don't, we're not a social media page, you know, we're, that's just, that's just our out, outlook on how we're able to put stuff out for people to see what we're doing. You know, we don't want to be a social media page. And a lot of these guys, you know, they'll, they'll just take any, anyone that just throws the percentage code at them or something, even if they don't even know what the hell it is, just to put in their bio. And, you know, that, that shit bothers me, you know, because we're we're not yeah we don't want to be a field staff or anyone if we want to work with someone we want it to be a personal relationship and we actually just we we just signed with someone that's pretty cool you know um i don't know if you ever heard of latitude outdoor saddle company and really cool guys and he talked to me we we're on the phone for about two hours real personable guys are gonna come out to ohio and hang out with us you know and that's that's what we want we want to work with guys who believe in us and they're they're kind of just three guys that started the saddle company because they wanted to change the way that they were hunting and make it easier for them. And now they're, they're blowing up. So it, it fits for us. So that's, that's the type of people we want to work with. Have you ever hunted out of a saddle? No. And that's, it was actually fate because some of the spots I was scouting today and some of the public land spots, me and Kenny learned the hard way. Yeah. We, we were dragging tree stands in there every day, you know, hanging bang stands. And, oh, I and know. starting to get some of <laughs> pain in the end. Keep talking because we, we, that's exactly, Cody and I have been exploring the idea of getting into the saddle game, you know, for, yeah. For an extended period of time, and we really started looking at it. Now, I'm I'm a I'm a lock-on guy. You know, I love my lock-ons. That's, that's how I am too on my private properties, and how I've always been. But you know, we were, I was like I said, I was looking at those spots. I was like, man, I used to like bust on those guys hunting out of I'm like, damn, it'd be a lot easier. I'd be able to get a lot farther. <laughs> and it was funny. I was watching videos on YouTube on how to use saddles, and then this guy, they latitude reached out to me and. And it was just fate. It's like he knew I was looking for a saddle. Those saddle, <laughs> and, uh, those saddle boys are brutal though on each other, man. They're, man they're, they those, those websites, you can go oh into some God, dark, man. deep holes with those guys. I mean, they're talking, you know, 40 different types of knots. This guy's using this and this guy's cussing this guy out because he's not using this. And I'm like, good Lord, dude, y'all argue more than wit. It is. That's exactly what it is. Oh, you use more than one stick? Psh, get out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you don't one stick? You ain't shit. I mean, it, that's exactly how it is. The whole hunting industry now is, you know, turning into a fishing contest with like the brands and all that stuff. And that stuff we want to try to avoid, you know, sometimes it's going to be unavoidable, but it's, it's, 
stuff that needs to calm down. You know, people are better. I shoot it. I hunt out of a saddle. You shot the deer over the tree stand. It doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter when the deer's on the ground dead. He said, "Oh my yeah. goodness, that guy just shot me out of a saddle. I'm never going to be able to live this down. <laughs> it's over with at that point." I mean, he, got, it, he was sitting in the swing when he shot me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, and that's that's the cool thing about it. You know, you guys are young and coming up in the hunting industry, and we are too. I mean, we're I'm 35, Cody's 35, <laughs> Nick's 36. We're you know we're young guys just doing it like you guys are, and you know. I think the the common misconception with people our age is we can be bought with anything, and it's time for us to change that. You know, we yeah. we keep yeah. driving and we keep changing it. And, you know, and and build a you know build a positive vibe on that, and people are going to catch on to that, and that's going to drive it far. So, um, yeah, you know, so what? Where's Full Draw headed as a company? And that's that's you know that's a question I wanted to ask you guys. What do you, what do you guys see yourself at in five years? Oh man. And, Five years, it's just, uh, honestly, it's just, it's just going to be production, production, production. You know, um, I know our YouTube channel and stuff's a little little low right now, but that's honestly because we never really vamped it up. We, we're we all self-taught photographers and videographers. Uh, me, this is Derek. I just started editing videos last year. And so what you see on YouTube is me with just a year of teaching myself. And I just want to just keep production, production every year, get better and better. We like to set goals for ourselves. I mean, Kenny said that from day one, you know, the first year was like, we need to get it. We want to shoot a deer on film. Doe, buck, doesn't matter. We did it, you know, and then the next year we'll shoot a buck on film. You know, we did it. And then we shot, we wanted the turkey on um, camera the next year. We did it. So it just, it just keeps setting goals for ourselves. And um, five years is a long road and you don't know what's going to happen. One with us, two with the industry. But the goal is to just keep doing what we're doing, reach out to more people, talk to more guys like you guys, you know, guys relate to us and grow in the industry. And I don't want to sit here and say, like, I don't want to do this for a living because we'd all be lying to ourselves. That would be fantastic. But that's right. if, it do- if it doesn't turn out to hunting for a living, I, I guarantee you my, my, my main goal right now is to get, get into production for a living and, and do stuff like that on that hunting side of the industry. And I know Kyle feels the same way about photography and me and Kyle are thinking about also on the backside of full draw assassins branching off a little bit. It's just kind of new and it talks of starting just as like a production company, just me and him and we'll still have full draw assassins. And that'll be our baby, but um, production is the main thing and just growing to YouTube and putting content, relatable content out. And that's the best thing. Relatable. That's the big thing I keep pushing for us is I want to relate to people. We're, I'm never not going to shoot those. I'm never not going to shoot, a buck that makes me happy you know i'm never going to do stuff like that i'm never going to talk like i know what i'm doing when i don't know what i'm doing i'll tell you i don't know what the hell i'm doing so that's that's just really who we are and what we're about so five years from now i i think it's going to be big if we keep doing what we're doing uh, i'm not trying to sound like a cocky prick or anything i just we're on the right road we have good head on our shoulders we have good families behind us good mission good mission statement we have a lot of people that love us we love a lot of people and if you get young guy, young guys in the industry like you and us and other guys our age together, the future of the industry is so bright. We just got to work together, stop bringing down people for what they do and what and how they do it. Be in it for the right reasons. Don't go into this trying to be famous. Just if that comes along, great, but make sure you use your fame the right way and send a great message. 
<laughs> you just you just hit the nail on the head with that well, one. I couldn't y'all say need, it any better. Y'all need to come to Georgia and drink a beer with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all need y'all load up. Y'all come down here anytime. We got a place. We'll pile you in wherever we can get get in where you fit in. That's right. <laughs> I got these boys sharing a couch, so yeah, we're used to that. <laughs> well, it must. Uh, I, I would say that it's it would be uh, difficult, but Kyle, he's not very big, so it wouldn't be much. No, no, he, he's not very big at all. I actually <laughs> called him going through my fiance's closet trying on her jeans. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm glad you guys said that, not us. <laughs> wow. Done jacked him right off the hey, rip. Just hey, y'all jab just like we do, man. That's that's good. That's good stuff. And that's what I see y'all doing all the time. Y'all are on y'all's, you know, Instagram page going back and forth at each other. And I, I know y'all have the same mentality. You can pick on each other when you're together, but they ain't nobody gonna pick on you, your buddies. Well, you gonna stand yeah, up for Kyle, Kyle's like Kyle. This is literally me and Kenny's second time seeing Kyle in person, and he's That's a brother. Crazy. You know, we talk on the phone every day, seven days a week, talking about production, talking about future goals, what we're going to do, all this stuff. And he's like my damn little brother, man. He's only four years younger than me, but he looks like he's ten years younger than me. And <laughs> anyone touches him, you know, he's not a problem. Oh, done jab him again. I had to throw a little joke in there. I can't give him all these compliments. I know. Well, hey, he's he's killed some great deer, from what I see. He did kill some great deer. He's making me look good. Hey, Derek, can you put Kenny on real quick? We got a um, series of questions I'm gonna run through, and uh, this will be for all three of you guys. So be prepared. But I'm gonna hit Kenny first. <laughs> all right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kenny, uh, what's what's some advice you'd give an up and coming hunter, man? For the maybe not even a hunter, just an outdoorsman. The best one for you, Jesus. Best question for you. That's the best question. I don't know if you're ready. If you're ready for heartbreak, hard work, and you, then that's that's what you're gonna have to do. Because if you want to get it done, you're just gonna have to keep doing it. I don't know what it is. I don't. I don't. It's just something that I take pride in, like going out in the woods, walking around, working, working hard. But I don't know. Young guys coming up, it just. Find find something that's going to take you out and show you the good parts first because if you have to do all the hard work and there's no glitz and it's all hard work, then it's not going to feel as good. Gotcha. Gotcha. Great answer. Man. You know, like, Kyle, like, Kyle, like Kyle growing up, had his dad take him out and he had success early as, at a young age. Like you need, to, you need to give your kids an opportunity to see what that feels like. So when I, like earlier when I was talking about my stepfather taking it out, taking me out, we didn't have success early on as hunters, at least from what I saw. You know, I maybe went out three, four years in a row, and we had maybe one doe kill between me, him, and his brother of, like, hunting together. So not a lot of success, but still stuck with it. So I think if you're going to bring young people in, it's like maybe have more experienced hunters taking you out. Maybe that's somebody that's older or somebody that's, has more opportunity to get to uh, hunting spots and just show them that show them the, like the good part. Like, oh, this is what it actually feels like when you kill something. It might just be a doe. Get them interested. If they don't like it, they don't like it. That's how I look at it. That's right. Hey, stay on there, Kenny. What are you most th- here. What are you most thankful for in this journey that you've been on? Most thankful. Yes, sir. Oh, stories. Stories. Yeah. It's a new story every time, and then half the time I forget them until 
we're doing something very similar. You're like, oh, hey, remember that one time this? And then you're sitting there looking at each other and you start laughing, giggling about this. And then just the stuff you see. It just, there's, there's like uh, the first time that we all met, we were all drinking out the night before, laughing our balls off, having a good time. That's a story. That's a memory. That's right. That's what I'm worth. That's what I'm most thankful for. That's what I, I could care less about. I could care less about the video, uh, video cameras, the Instagram page. It's just if you're meeting people and you're having fun and talking to guys like you, that's what I get out of it. That's where I have fun with it. That's right. That's what Alex is saying is at the end of every show is Mount of Memories. And, and um, mm-hmm. you know, we some people take it as – I don't even know how you want to, how you want to word it. People get, make fun of us for taking so many pictures, and we're out here and we're trying oh, to – Absolutely they do. They're all the time like, y'all, y'all are taking pictures. Yeah, Why aren't, y'all stop aren't taking killing my anything. Picture. Well, you know what? Tomorrow I may not be here to take your picture, so shut sure. up and let me take the damn picture. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I got I got to start taking pictures because I forget forget half of it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you, we do. Uh, yeah. There's a long, there was a long period of time that there's no pictures of me, and I go, well, what, like, what happened in that little bit of time frame? And you forget. And then Derek, Derek brings his camera wrong. He's like, dude, we're gonna start taking pictures of this stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, that's not, that's a way better idea than just living through the same story over and over again. That's right. That some guy at beer camp keeps telling me. You go, dude, I can just look at the picture. And, yeah, I remember that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Oh, uh, switch, switch that over to Kyle. I'm going to get him on those two questions also. Okay. I'm here. All right, Kyle. What advice do you have as a young outdoorsman that you would give someone coming up? Get out in the woods. Uh, sitting on the couch isn't going to get you anywhere. Everyone's always telling me that I'm lucky, this and that, but I spend a lot of time out in the woods, and I have my camera to thank for that because I have a big passion when it comes to my camera, I just love being out there. I love watching the sunrise, drinking my coffee. If it's something you love, put the work in, grind, and just work hard. I mean, if it's something you really want to do, I really didn't expect to be sitting here in this room with Derek and Kenny uh, a year ago, two years ago. And taking pictures is where it brought me, honestly. Now, how do you so, get? I just turned 24 last Sunday. Gotcha. And, and sorry, to, sorry to interrupt you, but you're talking about taking pictures. I, I heard on another podcast where you had talked about that your mom had bought you that. Is that correct? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. She yeah. knew I wanted a camera, and she surprised me with one. And That's awesome. Funny thing is, I had an unsuccessful turkey hunt, and I was pretty upset. And then, boom, she uh, decided to surprise me with this camera. So it was a pretty awesome way to get a camera. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Hey, tell us something real quick, what you're thankful for. Friendships. Uh, I love these guys. I love everyone that I've met through the hunting industry and just hunting, just anything. I'm thankful to have people around me. I'm a people person and couldn't be more thankful for everyone. It really is. If I was by myself, you know, I wouldn't be enjoying it like I do. It's just nice to have people around you and people that care for you. All right, man, let's spin it back to Derek. The big D. Come on now. Tell us all about it. <laughs> big D's here. A little push place down, and I'm ready to go. All right, big, all right, big man. Uh, what's some advice you'd give for an outdoorsman? Listen, 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 listen. Just take everything in. Listen. Don't try to put your two cents in too quick. I made that mistake when I was younger. My grandpa was like, hey, Pop, why aren't we sitting down there? Slap me upside the head because I told you we're not sitting down there. 
you know, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. And uh, if you if you're by yourself and you you want to get into it and you don't know anybody, like like kind of how Kenny was, and he he kind of grasped to me, and I kind of mentored him to where he is now. So just grab onto someone you know is hunting, and go out with them, learn from them, and mostly, honestly, because it's something personally that I did. I, I went from my mistakes, you know, because I've been unsuccessful more than I've been successful. And I've learned from my mistakes and going out the next year, like this year, honestly, is my big redemption year. Like this is everything's on the table. I shoot my bow every single day in my house at five yards just to get the repetition. I'm out scouting every day. I'm, I'm looking at maps every day. I'm not last year. I shot a big Ohio buck and I wasn't able to recover it. And it was, it was, it was painful. It hurt. I'm st- I still lose sleep over it. And it was just because of mistakes. I never practiced shooting under 10 yards before out of a tree stand. I never, I didn't know how to adjust my pin for something that close. So this year, you know, I'll, you know, I'll be in that tree stand or saddle shooting at a deer right underneath me and getting used to where my pin's going to have that arrow land. Stuff like that. Just listen, learn from people's mistakes, ask questions. Don't judge people because if you're, if you're new into hunting and you know how the young generation is today, you know, they, they think they know everything. Listen to older guys and listen to what they say. You know, Kyle's killed more deer than me, but that, just from our age, I've been in the woods longer than him. So there's things I know he can learn from me, you know, even though he shot bigger deer, but same thing. He's younger than me and I take everything he says and I absorb it. That's why he's out here this weekend to help me and help Kenny get, get on his level. So we can be together as a team. That's awesome, man. What are you most thankful for? No, I'm thankful to be born in the greatest country in, in the world. <laughs> I served six years in the military, man, and it's just the greatest country in the world. I always will say, if anyone answers that question, it's going to be the same answer because there's not many countries you can just get up and move like I did, you know, and just without a job and coming out here and finding a job. Like that, just the freedom to do what we want, all the public land that we have. It's It's awesome. It's amazing. People take it for granted. All these city guys, you know, I grew up close to the city, but I knew that that wasn't that there's public land, there's woods that I own that I don't financially own, but they're mine. I can go in there anytime I want and and wander and get lost and do whatever. No one can tell me I can't be there. And it's it's just the greatest country in the world because you can do stuff like that. It's fantastic. All our troops fighting for us, man, so we can do this stuff. And all the guys rest their soul that passed for us to be able to do what we're doing right now. It's fantastic. I'm so thankful for this country and everything it has to offer us man hey, yeah. thank you thank you so much for your service hey, absolutely thank you so nah, much no problem. i didn't say that for a thank you but thank you i, I, I appreciate it hey man as, as i'm as we're wrapping up here i'm going to spin this back around the table but i just want to say thank you for coming on Derek, kenny and kyle i mean i love what you guys are doing we enjoy following you guys and uh, hopefully we can you know meet up one day and Maybe get a hunt in or something, whether it's a day hunt oh, or, love it, man. or a weekend hunt be, or something, man. We can get something going. Yeah, you guys had us. You guys had us at uh, rut in September, so <laughs> you better well, get, hey, you guys, you better you better get, get your, some snake boots on. Yeah, you better get you a thermosail. If you don't know what thermosail is, you better invest in plenty of refills. You ain't never been to a south. I, I have Lyme disease. I think I'm. I think I'm good. No, the mosquitoes. Was my lifeline during turkey season. Well, you better you better get a double pack before you come down here to hey, Georgia. They're <laughs> throw you off. Hey, them South Georgia swamps, man, ain't no joke. So as long as I got some peaches in my tree stand, I'm good to go. <laughs> you don't want peaches in your tree stand. They'll really tote you off. Then, then the gnats will be in your grill. Oh, man. I'm going to switch this thing over to Cody, man. Thanks again, guys, for coming on. Appreciate it. Anytime. Anytime. 
yeah, I appreciate y'all taking, you know, time out of your evening. I I really appreciate y'all's hum, humble approach and how y'all, you know, view everything. It really resonates when y'all speak and um, definitely what y'all are doing. And it's it's really a lot like what we're trying to do here. So I really appreciate y'all staying humble to yourself and uh, just keep just keep it up, man. We enjoy it for sure. Sweet. Thank you. We enjoyed it too. It's awesome. You guys you guys definitely got something going over there. I really, really enjoyed this. It was, it was yeah, one of the, a great time. It was one of the best. It was I mean it was unbelievable. Yeah, like I told you on the phone, Derek, you know, the the conversation started right off the rip with you and I talking about deer hunting and, and kinda kicked it off with a with a good conversation about where we'd came from and, and where we were headed with things and, and you know, the the common interest of the young hunters today in, in what we want to do and not doing it for the popularity, not doing it for, you know, the fame or anything else, but doing it just because we enjoy it. And, yep. you know, exactly. the, the way you guys jab at each other, it's just like we are, you know, Cody, Nick and I, we sit around and we'll, we'll bust each other's tails all night long. And then we get on here and, you know, we, we try to lay down a, a good episode and it just flows easy with people that you enjoy talking to. And that's, exactly, yeah. that's the fun thing with it. And it, it makes it a lot of fun to, uh, to see what you guys are putting out there. I mean, you, you've got an, an amazing thing going, you, you know, your story behind you, you're not meeting up with Kyle until, you know, a, a couple of months ago when you did the, the working class episode and you're getting together now and trying to better each other. And, and I think you're trying to better the, the hunting community as a whole and, I think if we keep driving for that as a collective group, because you guys are going to meet people that, that want to do better all over the country. It's not just about funneling into the Midwest. It's not just about funneling into the Southeast or out West or, or wherever it may be. I want the whole country to know who Full Draw Assassins and Talk About It Outdoors is. I want that whole collective interest to be, when we show up at a show, those are the guys that I want to go talk to because they're just like I am. They're not above me. They're not below me. They're right on the same level with me. Do that absolutely. I 100 percent agree. Like like we said, we're from outside of Philadelphia. When's the last time you guys heard of someone in the hunting industry from from that area? You know, like it's not a thing. What? You can. There's hunters everywhere, and if you if you have a dream, man, you can do it. Doesn't matter where you're from. And yes, yeah, like you said, I mean, we're living the greatest country in the world. I mean, we're fortunate, and blessed enough to be able to do that. You know, it, it's God bless the USA for a reason. I mean, that's a hundred percent true. And and the people that are in it have filled. You know. A, a great void in the world where we're fortunate and blessed enough to be able to do whatever we want to do. But I got to ask you before I let you go, what belongs on a Philly cheesesteak? What's the real <laughs> recipe for a Philly cheesesteak? And you and Kenny got to know. Whiz and onions. Whiz, cheese, whiz, and onions. That's it. What kind of roll? The, the, the white roll. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if it was a Kaiser you, you, roll or something. God, no, a white roll. You walk up to the you walk up to the window. You just say whiz wit, and that's that's what you get. That's awesome. Whiz wit or whiz without, and that means with onions or without onions. What did what did Kyle call a? Uh, did you call it a crick earlier, Kyle? A crick. Oh, I probably did. Yeah, I do say that a lot. Y'all say, <laughs> y'all say creek or crick in Philadelphia? 
I say creek. We also boys, say water, boys, too. These boys is coming to Georgia. Yeah, y'all <laughs> yeah. just earned y'all's ticket. You punch it right there. <laughs> Pump your brakes. It's a, cre- it's a creek. American Idol. We're going to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got the golden ticket, man. That's great. Well, like I said, I appreciate you coming on. Cody and Nick resonated it well. You got one more thing, Nick? Yeah, I just want to make sure that you guys want to give a shout-out to anybody before we let you for Alex before Alex wraps it up. Yeah, I, I got one. I think Kyle got somebody. I just wanted, to, like I said it earlier, uh, Keystone Precision Archery Gym. He's a full draw assassin behind the behind the bow, man. He he does something wrong with my bow. I'll send it down to him back in Pennsylvania. He'll fix it up. I want arrows. He tells me this is what you need. This is what you're going to shoot. And I listen to him, and he just sent me a dozen arrows that he built himself personally for me. And uh, he's a good guy, man. You guys can check him out. You guys ever want arrows? Just tell them we sent you. We'll hook you guys up and uh, you'll get whatever you need. So that's my guy, Jim, from Keystone Precision Archery. That's awesome. How about you, Kyle? What do you got? Uh, I Actually, uh, it's a nonprofit organization that I've been part of for the past five years, and I'm super fortunate. And it is the Freedom Hunt Southern Swing. We take kids with special needs or disabilities hunting. And uh, this year, you know, it's been pretty weird with COVID. We didn't have the hunt last year, which I'm sad to say. But this year, we're having a small banquet. So if there's anyone that's interested in uh, donating or wants to come to the banquet down in southern Indiana, hit me up on my Instagram at Lil underscore Lewis 3. Really just want to give them a shout out because it's an awesome organization and we take kids hunting. They get all kinds of hunting gear. They enjoy it. They're passionate about it. And it's really just a good time. Get to talk to people and enjoy yourself. Good food. It really is an amazing organization. And I can't take credit for any of it because uh, Evan's four leader and his dad started it. And it really is something I'm fortunate to be part of and enjoy every year during youth season. How about you, Mr. Kenny? Uh, I'd like to I'd like to shout out Bush Light for making this podcast go so great on both ends. <laughs> Absolutely, that's a good shout out for sure. Yeah, we might have had shout. a few of those sitting on the table. <laughs> <laughs> so do we. We got the looks like the whole case is going by now. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that means a, it was a good podcast. It was a good podcast, great podcast. <laughs> Actually, it's it one of the best. I mean that, guys. We definitely do this again whenever you guys want. It's you been get- a great time. You guys ever want to come to Ohio or Indiana and get behind the camera? Come on up. That's awesome. Well, we're looking forward to the future. You know, as I told you on the phone, I I wanted to see this podcast go in a positive. You know, I don't even want to call it a podcast. It was more of a conversation. We it weren't was. sitting around, you know, shooting the breeze in front of each other. But I feel like you know, y'all could have piled right in here in Nick's basement, and we could have we could have talked all night about anything under the sun. And and it's exactly what I wanted it to be. And uh, the, the humble approach that you guys are carrying with it, keep that, um, and just just do do you. That's that's the only thing I can tell you. From from a couple Georgia boys to a couple guys up in Ohio, Philly boys, Indiana guys, whatever you want to call it, we all just hunters out here. We're just trying to do the damn thing. So I'm excited Amen, for it. So um, yeah, we get together whenever you guys want, man. It'd be nice to actually next time we talk, maybe do it in person. It'd be a fun time. Heck yeah, man. Well, uh, like I said, I appreciate y'all's time, and uh, we'll be definitely talking soon. All right. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having us on. We really Thanks, appreciate man. it. Thanks, yes, guys. sir. We'll be talking soon. Have a good one. All right. Yeah, see you, man.
All right, everybody, Full Draw Assassins, Derek, Kenny, and Kyle, man, they just like us. Oh. I mean, and that's what we keep talking about over and over and over again, and I don't care if you like it or not. It's the same wherever we go. A humble approach to what we're doing, and we're partnering up with people that got the same concept of what takes them to the next level. It ain't about the fame. It ain't about making money. It ain't about finding anything other than happiness. I mean, that's, that's really what it boils down to. They want to be happy. They want to find, you know, and to pack your stuff up where the only place you ever knew, move to a place you never know, you know, he did it. I mean, he's doing exactly what any of us wished we had done 15 years ago. I mean, I don't know. I can't necessarily <laughs> say that. I like Georgia pretty I good. Do too. I do, too. But uh, you're right. Wherever this jet airplane lands, good people are there. I mean, everybody we've talked to, I mean, you name the state, everybody we've talked to is just same humble approach. And it's, it's I'll tell you what, though, man, for those guys, for their age, and then um, young Kyle, for his for his drive. His maturity they, level. They knew, I mean, they, knew what they, were, they knew what they were getting out of him. Yeah, they, absolutely. I mean, you, can t- you can tell. Yeah, and I think they well vetted that uh, that process to find somebody to fill that void that they had for a third person, and, and they hit an all-star out with finding him. Yep, I agree. So, um, you know, I don't know what else to say. It was a great show. Hey, I got to get up early. Me too. You going turkey hunting tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, LA boy sucks me off. 22.06. What time is that? I don't know. I don't do military. <laughs> 10.07. Oh, me. Eastern. Well, as I said, last night was a great episode. Tonight was an even, you know, an equal great episode on a different spectrum. It's a partnership that I hope we can continue with the full draw, guys. I, I look forward to, you know, I would love to go up and meet them. I would oh, love man, to meet yeah. them in a show. And, and I made mention to, uh, to Derek when I was talking to him on the phone. I'm like, dude, you ever heard of the Outdoor Blast? He's like, no, I had never heard of that. And I said, come down and hang out with us. You know, we're going to be hopefully getting uh, set up a booth at the GON Outdoor Blast. I said, y'all come down and hang out with us. He's like, dude, that'd be awesome, you know. I mean, and that's the thing. We keep building these relationships, and nobody can see exactly what's going on behind the scenes, but we're building kind of a talk about an empire here, and we're – we're partnering up with the right people, and this is just the exact people we want to be partnered up with. So um, I don't I don't have anything else I can say to, to other than it was an amazing episode, and I'm, I'm tickled to death to, to have got on the phone and talked to those guys. Very good. So Very good. Very excited for the morning, Alex. <laughs> Opening day, turkey season. Where's that dang trumpet at? We played it last night. Did you get it out today at all? No, I didn't even get it out. Hey, it wasn't worth it. Yeah. No. The sound did not travel. Worth. It might have traveled a little better with that. I don't think it would have mattered. I know I know for a 100% fact how close four gobblers were to me today, and they did not give a flying flip. Nope. It's Good early. Game. It's going to get better. Gonna oh, get better. yeah. It's only going to get better. I'm excited about tomorrow, though. i got a good spot lined up. That spot I went scouted, I'm – Hey. Brady, you ain't on the mic yet. You ain't said anything. You don't want to say <laughs> nothing. You've just listening. been sitting over here listening. I can turn your mic on. There you go. You want to talk for a second? What do you got to say? What do you got lined up for tomorrow? Are you going after him? I may take Caden in the morning. Um, he didn't know that yet, but I may come pick Caden up. Me and him may go hunt some public land in the morning. What? Okay. Hey, Caden, you might get you one tomorrow if Brady's, if Brady's taking you. 
I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, knowing your luck, you'll take Caden. He'll kill the biggest turkey you've ever seen no, in your no, life. No, that's Caden's luck. Yeah. That's Caden's yeah. luck. Uh, for sure. Every time I've been with Caden, deer hunting or anything like that, he's uh, he's always put one on the ground. So but y'all go yeah. get it done. I, I need some. I need some good stuff. I need, yeah, we need some film. I want some film. I, I ain't even taking a gun tomorrow. I'm, yeah, but I'm not the one holding the gun. The guy I'm taking, I don't even, I even got a gun. I got the hey, full production mode tomorrow. Mm, 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 mm. Nick went into full production mode today. I cannot wait for you to watch that video. We're going to go up in a minute. So it's running long. We're sitting here jabbering. Yeah, jabbering. Hey, listen, for everybody that tuned in tonight on this episode, I can't thank you enough for doing that. It's uh, It's been a great night with the Full Draw Assassin guys. They brought a humble approach to everything we're trying to do in the hunting industry. We're partnering up with them in a, in a future endeavor. I, I'm without question that's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be in Georgia. I don't know if it's going to be in Ohio. Hey, me and Cody may ease up at Kyle's and kill some coyotes and shoot them in the face. It ain't nothing to us to ease out there. No. We've done it before. Got a gun, we'll travel. Have gun, we'll travel. But I appreciate y'all tuning in tonight. For everybody who's partnered up with us, Vengeance Camo, Southeast Wildlife Innovations, Genesis Wildlife Group, and for everybody here at Talk About It Outdoors, can't thank you enough for being here. And I want to remind you, smile as you go, and don't forget, mount the memories. <laughs>